Continuing with the teaching, I know last week Sunday, Bishop could not teach, but the teaching was on courage to respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I will try to summarize everything so that you get the background and we'll move on to today's uh, teaching. He read uh, Psalms chapter 37 from verse 23. It reads thus, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. So you realize that because God is light, and if you are righteous, it means if you have aligned your ways with the ways of God, God will order your steps, and you will delight in his ways. What does that actually mean? You will observe to do what God commands you to do. So it's quite important that as born-again children of God, we must be courageous to allow God to allow our steps, because where he leads us, we know that there is something special that he wants to deliver, because we are his vessel, we are his workmanship, designed for good works. Amen. So, um, the New Living Translation, it reads thus, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. So, it's quite important to realize that as a good man, you will delight in the ways of God because it's God who will order your step. So the purpose of the series, according to Bishop, it was to show how God works in us. And then to discuss the three areas in our lives where God is working in us to take us into a more spiritual maturity area. We need to grow, Bazalwani. Don't be a baby Christian for life. You need to be discipled. You need to work out your salvation. Being born again is just, you know, last week he was saying, seven o'clock service, it's a starter pack. It's the beginning of your journey with God. So we need to work out our salvation. So we discuss issues of uh, uh, how to maximize our time which is a topic for today. And then the focus will be on John 9, verse 1 to 4. And then the other area whereby we need to be courageous is living an A-level Christian. What does it mean to be an A-level Christian? It means even when it hurts, you still continue serving God. You are like those soccer players. After a while, they stand up and they continue with the mission because the mission is not to nurture pain, but to score goals. So may it be that we know our mission and we know our purpose and we will be A-level Christians. And then the third one is how to occupy until Jesus comes, according to Luke chapter 19, verse 13. So as born-again children of God, we are on a mandate, we are on a mission. There's something that we need to do for the glory of God. So don't relax. Don't be, you know, scabba more banking for life. You know, more banking, more banking, more banking. Sky go banking for life. And then he, he taught us how to how God leads us uh, through working in us. So you realize that what God works through you. Avail yourself as a vessel. Be like a cup. A cup will never say. Uh, I want tea or rooibos in me only. 
A cup is available for the master's use. So be available for the master's use. Don't select where God wants to take you. You know, some of us as Christians, how about it? Asha this week, Ubonakarke low level. Okay. But when they say, come and preach, you are excited. You don't start there. You start by serving so that you understand what is happening in the house of God. You start by serving where God wants to you to serve. Whenever it's time to say, let's go, don't say it's not for you. Be available for the master's use. Allow God to walk through you. And how does he work through us? He works through us through his word. So if you are a born again child of God, you don't read your Bible, you don't make a Bible your friend. How will God speak to you and walk through, work through you because you don't understand his language? The Bible helps us to understand God. The Bible is the communication that we get from God. Amen. So it is very key. It's not an option to, to read the Bible on a daily basis. It's a must if you want God to work through you. Because sometimes you read the scripture and the scripture commands you to do something. So be, realize as a born again child of God, you need to read your Bible on a daily basis. God works work uh, through, uh, through the word in our lives. Amen. And the other one is prophecy. You saw last week we experienced that as a church whereby God would prophesy and we found people would come because the word was direct to them. They responded to the power of the word because God was using Bishop to speak to them through a prophecy. And prophecy is not just revealing the unknown. A prophecy is when I speak the life of God over you, I'm prophesying. When I speak the Bible, when I know what the Bible says, and in that situation, I choose to speak the word of God over your life, it's a prophecy. Amen. And then the other one is through dreams and vision. Bazalwani, it is a pray my prayer that may we desire that God works through us. Have a desire. You know when you have a desire for anything, you do something to get it, to acquire it. You, you make ways, you make means. Don't think that it will happen when it comes. It will happen when you avail yourself. And God is aware that you are drawing near to him because the Bible says when we draw nearer to God, he draws nearer to us. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 13, that the scripture that he read last week, he says, Dear friends, you always followed my instruction when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Now it's very clear that now that we are no longer, Paul is saying, the church in Philippi, I'm no longer with you to mentor you or to do something. I have to go to other parts of the world. Continue in the doctrines that I've trained you in. Continue doing the work of the ministry. That's what it says. It says, work hard to show the result of your salvation. Obey God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him not what pleases you 
Now you realize that when you give your life to God, you are saying, God, may I be a vessel in your hand. Use me the way you want to use me. And God will delight himself through you. Amen. And he told us that the reason why God wants to work through us is to re- uh, the, uh, why Paul was writing to the church at Philippi, it was to report on his own circumstances. As you know, Paul will go about preaching. So the church of Philippi had collected some money to assist Paul on his mission journeys so that wherever he go, it is possible to reach the destinies that God is calling him to serve in so that God is able to do what he wants to do. He's not limited because of the resources. So he's encouraging them that continue doing what is right because you empower me to continue preaching the gospel wherever God leads me. It was also to encourage the Philippians to stand firm in the face of persecution and rejoice regardless of the circumstances. You know what's the persecution of the church this day? Lifestyle. It may not be people saying don't open your Bible or don't do it, but lifestyle. The lifestyle you choose to live. The Bible says, even if we are in this world, we are not of this world. The Bible says, we need to renew our minds with the word of God. Think differently. May it be that you'll be distinct. May it be that people can see, you know what? You have a certain kind of glory that protects you wherever you go. And how we gain your modilo. Your comments, whether they Twitter, Facebook, or what, they are pure. They are clean. It's comments that show that you are pushing the mandate of God Jehovah. It should be very clear. So don't allow circumstances. Don't allow pressure. The devil made me do it. You chose to do it because God says, I've put life and death before you. Choose something. There's no devil who can make you do If ever the devil can make you do it, it's not possible. You decided, you envied the thing. The third thing to exhort them to humility and unity. Jesus' prayer, however, even in John 17, are that we may be united. So that we are one as the church. Humble yourself. Respect one another. Love. You know how they're arrogant. Nobody wants to come near you. No one wants to relate with you. So the church should be so humble that you can embrace everybody. You are no respecter of persons. And we, we are one. There should be no class in the church because this is the body of Christ. Can you imagine only class in one body? You are too heavy for my legs. Doesn't happen. But that's what the church is doing. And it was also to commend Timothy and Ephrodites to continue doing the work of the ministry. To encourage that they should never give up, but continue doing the work of God. Amen. Also to warn them about Arrhenius' doctrines. 
He encouraged them to work out their salvation with fear and tremble. What does it mean to work out your salvation? Don't be a casual Christian. May it be that every day it will be a Sabbath because you know that you have, him. You, you have something with your God. You live to please God. You live to glorify. Wherever you are, whether at work, Oscar join about 22 lunch breaks. May it be that it will be clear that you are born again. You don't arrive late to work. Those are some of the simple things that we realize that as Christians, it should never be heard among us that doesn't work like that. You are healed by his stripes. Nothing should make you not to go to work because you are sick. That's what the Bible says. And if you believe it, live in it, walk in it. That's part of our faith. Okay, it's like a faith. Doesn't work like that. We need to realize that salvation is not work of man, but the work of God. That's what Bishop highlighted Rona, we work out our salvation. It is not our plan. The Bible says he chose us. We didn't choose him. So it means lay out everything so that we walk on it. So that we start understanding the purposes of God. Amen. So you realize that being born again is the beginning, but to be truly matured and be Christ-like is your responsibility. It's your responsibility. You need to grow. You need to mature. Don't stay a baby Christian for life. Amen. We need to demonstrate what we believe. It should not just be head knowledge. If you believe by his stripes you are healed, confess it. Live in it. If you believe you are the head and not the tail, don't look down upon yourself. Act like the one who understands the principle and the power of the word of God. That's what Bishop was teaching last week at 7 o'clock. Take personal responsibility for your own growth and development. That's how he challenged us at 7 o'clock. Avoid self-destruct. Low self-esteem. Can you imagine low The Bible tells me that the, the blood of Jesus Christ is priceless. Why were not believer or cheap? You are bought with the precious blood of the Lamb. A the blood that does not have value. The blood that never loses its power. The blood that is forever having a value. Look at stock exchange. If they knew the blood of Jesus Christ, they would, but they will exchange for that. Because it's the blood that will never lose its value. It's not circumstantial like rent and a dollar. Today, because doesn't work like that. It will never lose its power. It will never lose its value. So these are the things that I need to take responsibility to say, you know what? I'm not going to allow myself to lose value simply because I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. So avoid self-distrust. That's what he said. He said, be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that after Pentecost, the, the Spirit of the Lord came down. And it says, it came to dwell in us. 
Now, if you are born again and you don't have the, the relationship with the Spirit of God in you, it cannot give you guidance to issues of life because you've quietened the voice. You know, the Holy Spirit in our lives is a person. And anybody that you ignore, even if they try to advise you, you can't hear them. So that's what many of us are doing. We are ignoring the Holy Spirit in our lives. As a result, we can't even hear when he advises, when he teaches, when he comes forth, because we we treat him like a silent voice in the inside of us. If you want to grow, if you work out your salvation, you have those quiet times. That's That's why the Bible says, be still and know that I'm God. When you are still, you are able to hear the voices. But if ever you are loud with every other noise that is happening around you, you can't hear this still small voice in the inside of you. So that's the role of the Holy Spirit, to guide us in the things of God. Amen. And it will guide, it will prompt you to do what God has called you to do. Amen. And he also said, we need to delight ourselves in the Lord. We need to find joy. Have pleasure to be a Christian. Have joy to know that you are born again. Live a life. You know what? Because you understand who you are. You understand that you are the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. So live a life that is worthy of the calling. Amen. And, And God created in us and planted desires in us. What does it actually mean? The Bible says we all started like a seed. A baby who is one hour born has all the potential you have as an adult. Now what God does when you get born again, he creates desires in you. And when you fulfill those desires, you are fulfilling the purposes of God. So be aware that if you don't allow these purposes of God, you cannot be a servant of the Most High God because you will always fulfill your personal desires, not the desires of God. Because the desires of God is for you to be His ambassador. That's why Harapela, the Lord's Prayer, we say, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. So he empowered us to be productive. We need to discover our purpose in God because we are all empowered. God is no respecter of persons. Unfortunately, we compete God gifts. That's why it's like you don't have a gift. If you could focus on what God called you to do, if you can nourish the seed that God has put in your life, you'll be able to realize your potential and you'll be courageous to live a life that is worthy of the calling. Amen. That's more or less summary Bishop here last week. Today, we are talking about mastering your life before it is too late. And the main scripture is John chapter 9, verse 1 to 4. It reads thus, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. 
This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. There are certain things saying, don't ask where they come from and why they are there. But believe God to change that environment, that situation, whatever it is that is happening. I mean, how can a child sin from a mother's womb? And God is a kind God. Why should he punish us with sickness and diseases? Because those don't come from him. So you realize that certain things have to be there so that, I mean, how impactful will we, will we be as Christians if ever people cannot see the glory of God in our lives? So you realize that certain situations are necessary so that the power of God should be seen in that situation. Amen. And he says, we must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I'm here in the world, I am the light of the world. Now you realize something about Jesus, that Jesus Christ says, time is limited. You don't have it forever to do the will of the Father. Why is all of us really expiry date? forever. All of us, it means we aspire one way or another. And may it be that before you expire, you will fulfill your purpose and your mandate here on earth. You don't have forever to do the will of God. Some of us, we allow this golden opportunity to pass us. You are given an opportunity more Grace Bible Church to serve because Grace Bible Church is a church whereby all members should be involved in the ministry, should be active members. You should participate. Some of us are like a Now, when you read the book of John, the understanding of the book of John, you realize that John portrays a portrait whereby we understand the person of Jesus. How many other uh, gospels, Mark and, uh, and uh, Mark and Matthew. John is trying to highlight who is this person, Jesus. And the church, if it has a revelation of who Jesus is, I believe we will work out our salvation with more understanding. Amen. We realize that he is aware that Jesus Christ was the word. I get it, the Bible in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1. God spoke the word. And the word, it is the order. He would just speak, let the be, let the be, let the be. Are you aware that the let the be is Jesus himself? Because in John chapter 1, it says the word became flesh. Now, when you have faith in the word, the word will make let the bees in your life. I don't know if you understand the word of God. So understand John is revealing who Jesus is. He's, under, he's revealing the person of Jesus, the church. Understand the person of Jesus, not as one of the prophets, but realize is the word that organized the world in the beginning. Amen. So we realize that John 
talk, portrays the, the inner life of Jesus, the real identity of Jesus. And we realize, he talks about the conception of Jesus. He's the one who reveals to us how Jesus Christ was conceived and how the word became flesh. Now, it shows that it's part of God. That's why Jesus Christ, there are moments when he says, I'm God, and people don't understand. They say it's blasphemy. John is trying to reveal this to us to say, no, understand is the very word that God spoke. It's God himself speaking. Now, coming to the Holy Spirit, it's part of the Trinity. Can you imagine a tabernacle? That's why the Bible says you are the temple. You are the tabernacle. You still remember in the Old Testament, God will dwell in a tabernacle. In the New Testament, he dwells in us. Through his spirit. So, that's why we are expecting the fruits of the spirit in your life. Amen. John portrays Jesus Christ also. baptism. You still remember when John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus Christ. What did John say? John reports when Jesus Christ was baptized, something happened. You still remember? And then this is like a, wo- a word came to say, this is my beloved in whom I am pleased. So who is this person? Who is this person of Jesus? That's the thing that you need to understand as a church. Because once you can understand who Jesus is, you'll wherever you go, you'll understand the value of this gospel. Amen. Here is Jesus again, 40 days fasting in the wilderness. He is tempted. John portrays Jesus Christ that Jesus was able to say, it is written. He didn't yield to the temptation. So meaning, this person, Jesus, can assist you not to yield to temptations if you believe in him. If you allow Jesus to be Lord over your life. We realize that in the book of John, we see Jesus Christ casting out demons. And that's the ability we are given as a church, as the body of Christ. Who is this Jesus who is able to cast out demons? He is the Christ, the anointed one. And the Bible says you are a Christian. You are the anointed one. You are able to do the works that Jesus Christ did. Don't look down upon yourself because the Bible says if you doubt who you are, the Bible says a double-minded man receives nothing from God. The mountain of of transfiguration, John reveals that also. Jesus, I mean, you still remember when I the houses, yeah, Jesus and what the glory of God was upon him, all those things. Who is this Jesus? John was there to observe that. And he realizes, indeed, this is the son of the living God. He came here on earth to to fulfill the mandate of God. Why were you created? You were created to fulfill the mandate of God here on earth. Not Horutor Jaivel. The Last Supper, you remember the Last Supper? John reveals these things. May we understand these things. What happens the Last Supper? 
They don't understand. They think that they are celebrating Passover as usual. Because don't forget, Passover, they started celebrating it as they were leaving Egypt to the promised land. Do you still remember that? The lamb that was supposed to be eaten. So it's, it was said that that celebration, they must observe it all the time. But this time it was different. And it's called the Last Supper with Jesus. And John reveals that as Jesus was sharing this, Jesus was communicating. But if ever you only see in the natural, you'll never understand what Jesus was saying. You'll never get a revelation of what this last supper meant because he knew that he is the one who was going to fulfill the crossover. If you believe in Jesus Christ, I grew up like in Egypt, the angel of death, when it saw the blood, the Bible says, so when, you, when, when the devil sees the blood of Jesus Christ upon you, okay? So you understand who is this Jesus? The son of the living God. And once you have that thing, you will be able to order your life in a manner that you understand that being born again is not a, a church membership. Being born again, it's your personal relationship with God where you have a revelation. What is your mandate? What is it that God called you to do here on earth? Amen. So we realized that um, after that, it was Jesus' struggle in prayer. In, in Gethsemane, you still remember praying and he says, God, may this cup pass over me. It's tough. I can see. Don't forget, I get it. God is omnipresent. God knows it all. God understands it all. God has a revelation of everything. Can you imagine Jesus Christ could away born the crucifixion before they actually happened because he was working with God. And when you work with God, you'll get a bigger picture of life. You don't see what everybody sees. You don't see the ordinary things. Now, this is where Jesus Christ was. And now he was struggling. And that's why he said, not my will, but your will be done. It comes to a point whereby when you see challenges in life, it's not time to run away. But if ever is the purposes of God for you to go through, go through it because David says, even though I walk through the valley of death, I'll fear nothing for thou art with me. That's the revelation of the word of God. Once you have it, you live to please God. It's not about saving your skin. Amen. During ascension, we also realize this. John writes about Jesus' ascension. What is this ascension? It gets to be said as born again children of God. If we believe that we are being, what do they say? What do they say? It? What do they, how do they put it? But it is not true. Give propaganda. Jesus Christ never rose from the dead. Why is ascension? If he didn't rise from the dead, because he would be in the tomb. Why celebrate Ascension Day? So it shows that indeed he died and he rose again. The only way he went back to God is through Ascension. It was not through death. 
And this gives us hope that we will not die when we are alive in the spirit. We'll go through, through ascension. When you die, it's like ascension is happening in your life. Who is this Jesus? Do you believe in him? Do you understand his role in your life? Because that will help you to know how to order your life. Amen. So you realize that John, John emphasizes that faith is a means. And there are three stages of, of phrase, phases of belief. Faith is a means. What I mean by faith is without faith it is impossible to please God. So there is credence in this. You need to believe that something is true. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ died and arose, then you cannot have faith in God. It's as simple as that. So because you don't believe that the word of God is true, you don't believe that the Bible is true. So you need to believe that indeed it happened. That's why the Bible says we need to confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ died and rose again. Okay. Accepting the credibility of the Bible and its truth, that helps us to stay strong in faith. That helps us to believe in something. All the doctrines that it can know the truth. If ever, use the word of God to filter what is being preached unto you. And if ever it doesn't match the Bible, it's stored somewhere. It's not for you for now. Amen. Uh, the second thing is the confidence. You need to have confidence in the word of God. This is the second leg of, be of believing in Jesus Christ. Having accepted the truth. Having confidence. Believe that by his stripes you are healed. Have confidence in that. If you don't have confidence, you don't go because you have faith and confidence. You know what? He sent his word to heal my diseases. I don't know if ever you understand this thing. Because sometimes, you know, Christianity is the formula for the importance of your faith being placed in a right Men could in place in the right thing. It's not about bishop. Bishop will never make any of you to be healed. But it's the word of God that is pointing you to, to say, believe the word of God, act on the word of God. This is what God says. And when you act on the word of God, you will receive what God has said. It will be like in the beginning when God created whatever he created and he will look back. May it be that when God looks at your sickness and disease and he's speaking your word, he stands back and looks at you and says, it is good, you are healed. It is good. Because the Bible says whatever he did, you look back and say, it is good. May it be that it is good with you, with your health, with peace, anything, because you've spoken the word over it. Amen. So have confidence in the word of God. Amen. Trust and obey the sayings of God or of Jesus Christ. Amen. The third thing is continuance. This is the aspect, the third aspect whereby you work out your, your faith. Continue walking with God. Behold 
throughout, let there be continuity in your walk with God. Let it be that it shows that there is growth that is happening. You believe that the word of God is true. You act on the word of God. Whatever God says about you, you act on it and you believe that it continue believe God. Because one thing for sure about the gospel, it takes us from glory to glory. It, you never arrive when it comes to the gospel. You know the other day I was sharing with the young pastors. We were traveling to Limpopo together with them. And they were sharing something so powerful. You know it was like, ha! But it shows that God doesn't want to utroy because Lenzulakare brings new revelation every day. You see things that you never saw before, and that's why expose yourself to the gospel so that God can touch different areas of your life. Otherwise, how do you feel? Yeah. He understood everything about God. And that's why he had a great fall. So you don't want to be humpty dumpty because you know it all, but it's no longer working for you. Amen. So that's why we are encouraged to work out our salvation. Continuity talks about Working out your salvation. Today, how customer demoni? Because I know it's a something. Hasa ko intimidate. Ukilo wana, ukila ko panalema demoni serious. Hey, they are intimidated to you. But once you understand the word of God, you stand your ground. You refuse to move because you know the truth of God. You know that one thing that will prevail is the word of God. Even if tikata hakanakan, you stand. You stand because you understand your story. You've been given the word. Because the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess when we call upon the name of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. Amen. So we need to understand the importance of the word of God in our lives. We need to be courageous to act on the word of God because it's the word of God that will give us victory. So according to the text everybody laying ailing in John 9, we realize that Jesus had a mandate on earth. That's why I say my life. And Jesus Christ was effective for three years, Phil. But we are still reading about what he has done during those three years. And he's still effective. And when you believe in it, you still experience the very power I experience. saying, I can say how many years. Say fit at 2000. So I can show her 18. I'm not too sure. It says, we realize that it is clear that each work had its precise time and place in his program of instructions. You know, Jesus Christ, whenever he had an encounter with God or God would manifest, Nasa Achimo, Rona Hahoba Munat, Rebata for the whole day. Jesus knew how to shut the church and move on. There was time, you still remember when he went to the other side of the lake to heal. The meeting was hot. It was hot. Things were happening. And he says, I need to move on. I can't stay here. The disciples who didn't understand that. There were times, that's why he would tell the disciples, couldn't you just stay with me? He understood the importance of time. He understood that there is time for everything. 
So may it be that as you continue in the mandate of Jesus Christ, you, con- you, you, uh, you understand the mandate. How can you because of water ministry? How are you move on? How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? So understand the instructions that comes from the Lord. He understood that as his period of work had a definite termination, so by letting any one service pass by its allocated time, the whole will be disarranged and be driven beyond this time period for completion. What Jesus Christ understood, if ever a table at fail, other opportunities. So Rona Mazalwan refitwagiri opportunities because you still remember Kanakoya Transfiguration when the disciples were together with Jesus Christ. Peter wanted We don't have to build, we need to move on. We need to move on because there's more work to be done. Other people have to move. We have to move to the other side of the lake. We have to do the work of the ministry. So be aware of enjoy. We did You are needed to share the gospel somewhere. and go and preach the gospel. Understand the word of God. Amen. We must do the works of him who sent us whilst it is still day. Because night is coming when no one can work. You know, there are times when you no longer have the opportunity. When I know you are still young, when a little you can drive away or anywhere to go and spread the cause. Time will come and Time will be coming whereby those opportunities are no longer a luxury. But now when you have an opportunity, what are you doing with your time? Where are you investing with your time? Amen. John chapter 7 verse 33. It reads thus. Then, then Jesus said to them, I shall be with you a little while longer. And then I will go to him who sent me. You will seek me and not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. So now Jesus Christ, he highlights for it. Nakoya shifta. Every minute, every second, in alimini. Let us be smart to, to highlight that and be able to discern that when it comes to time. Jesus understood that time on earth, his time on earth was limited and he would soon be crucified. The disciples never thought they were enjoying the company of Jesus. But Jesus Christ, that's why another chica, if ever they couldn't heal the sick, and how long should I teach you those things? Because he understood that he's going to live through crucifixion. And if ever, every time they can't heal, they can't do anything, how long will it take you to understand these principles? Start learning, start understanding. Bishop one year old, three years old. We are not saying one year young. So Bishop is becoming two years old. Who are young to take over what Bishop is doing? And if 
we get that revelation, then we will understand that hakuna holiday thing. We need to learn, we need to observe how he does things. We need to understand learn this secret so that we can catch the vision and run with the baton because we understand the purposes of God. So it's very key. John 11 verse 9, it says, Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. Now, what Jesus Christ is highlighting, you know all of us. And once it's night, you, you, you can do very little. There's very little that you can do. But when it's bright, when, the, when Bishop Santaliteng are a guide in the things of God, why are you not learning and taking what he's teaching us? Because if ever, should it happen, God forbid, now time is saying, we don't want grace to be history. This was established for the work of God to continue. It's not about him. It's not a living company after a vision. If grace fails to be what it's supposed to be, Blame yourself for it. He taught you. He did everything. He, go, he, he does whatever he is supposed to do. Just to teach us to know that this is how we continue with the work of God. But some of us, that's all. bishop so what? You are not effective for the kingdom of God. Learn something. Do something with your life because you have little time. We are looking up to you to continue with the work of the ministry. Time is limited. Galatians chapter 6.10, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. We have an opportunity. Please do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Do good. The Bible says Jesus Christ went about doing good. May it be that God's one thing, testimony, God is glorified because you go about doing good. We must do the work we are called to do because opportunities are not forever. When you read in John chapter 4, verse 34 to 38, it reads, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Finish your work. Those guys that you have done. You know how it was that you have done? Because you don't go to work for the whole month. Everything, half, 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 half. The Bible here encourages us to finish whatever Never go the half, half. Finish what you've started. Commit to the cause and run with it. It says, do not say, do you not say, there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Now, Jesus is helping us as a church to understand. Are short-sighted? 
Let's not just focus on what is happening. Look beyond the realities of life. Have insight because the Holy Spirit who dwells in you reveals what is hidden to you. So once you understand that, you'll be able to to be mzalwane otse bangfishkuru before dilo dieta khala otabor markeboni. You didn't understand when did it happen and how it, but because you saw it in the spirit, when it manifests, it's not new to you. You expected it. You knew it was coming because of it. So Jesus Christ, I lift up your eyes and open a harvest has to be ready. When no OMS performance, Jesus Christ, I be ready. Prepare yourself because the harvest is coming. The harvest is ready. So God needs laborers. So and he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for their eternal life. That both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. What does that mean? The father is the one. The seed comes from the father. So are you aware that if you are a ready vessel, willing vessel to be used of God, there will be a rejoicing as you harvest. Unlike all the crop is wasted because we are not available to harvest. I mean, let's talk about Good Friday. It hurts me so much. How many people get born again? Whatever you do with social media, you do all those things. For what? Who disciples those people? Where are they? It has, Bazalon. Every year, right, excited. It's not, people are not stuck statistics. They are the souls that God is looking for. The souls that need to be redeemed and reconciled back to God. The souls that we, may our attitude change. Some of us, cell leaders, you are giving pink slips. He's not available. It's not about a phone call. He stays in your vicinity. Go disciple the person. And when you disciple the person, you don't go once. It's continuous. It's continuous. We help them to grow in the knowledge of you. We have missed the plot. We don't understand our mandate as born again children of God. And John was trying to reveal this to us that once you understand who Jesus is, even the attitude of the work that you are called to do, it will change. Amen. And he says, for in this, the saying is true, one song sows and the other reaps. I send you to reap that for which you have not labored. Otherwise, we ha- others have labored and you have entered into their labors. So, yours is go and harvest, develop the seed that Jesus that's our God. So, we need to glorify God through our works whilst here on earth. We need to understand the purposes of time and opportunities. Why did God guide you to be part of this church? Was it to make Bishop Mozambique? It has nothing to do with him. But thank God for his obedience. Thank God for being at the right place, for understanding the mandate. What is your mandate? God will always single out one person and the others will support the vision. May it be that you will fully fully support the vision that God has given to Bishop Musa. We must do the redemptive work of his mission. What do we do? He redeemed that he died for people. You don't have to die again. Jesus has already died. Yours is to disciple them to be so that they become like Jesus. So that they are in the image of God. Amen. 
So we need to manifest the power of God before a striking instance of the power of evil. Be aware You know, we are called to be the light. And as you know, light travels faster. Now, can you imagine? Okay, I didn't get example here, lightning. When there's lightning, there is, uh, there is lightning first. I can see people talking, the lightning. Then there's thunder that follows. Thunder is like the devil or a bob. May it be or Satan responded to Satan. It should be the other way. Satan should respond to us. After we have done the work of God, Satan is So Rona or we are lazy, we don't do our work, and the next time we everything before we can do anything. So it should be the other way around, whereby because you are the child of the light, move with speed such that the devil cannot catch up because you are moving with the power of the Most High God. Does it make sense? So understand what God has put in the inside of you. Being lazy is not an excuse. We need to start obeying the ways of God and so on. John encourages us to get ourselves for the task that's before us because you are being empowered. So prepare yourself. Be ready. Fasten your shoes. Put on the shoes of salvation, ready to go and preach the gospel wherever God is leading you. The work of God could be done under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Be aware, the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, there is a reason there is a purpose. He's not there because you are born again. He's there to guide you. So if ever you listen to the Holy, to the Holy Spirit, you give yourself time like Jesus Christ would just step aside. Don't forget Jesus Christ was 100% man whilst here on earth. But you know that there are moments, godly moments that he had to understand so that when God speaks to him, he can do the mandate that he's called to do. So please treat time with agency. Have a sense of agency when it comes to the gospel. Psalm 90 verse 12. It reads thus, Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. What it simply says, teach us to discern the time and understand where we are so that we may apply ourselves diligently to the issues of life. And then in the New King James Version, it says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Once you know what you are supposed to do, I mean, it's like Batubako Stock Exchange, Whatever it is, and they know they know where to invest. Why? Because they've learned to understand the signs of times. So as Christians, we should be able to do that. And in the Knox translation, it says, Teach us to count every passing day till our hearts find wisdom. So it's very key for us to find wisdom in serving God and in doing the, the things of God. We need to treat each, each day as valuable because it's an opportunity from God to do good. Too many people waste precious time and energy on pursuit that don't reflect God's values and don't really matter 
for eternal purpose. Bazalwa ne berekela eternal purpose. Oska pela kuboniwa, pela to glorify God, not kuboni. Amen. and treasures are the most valuable resources. And you know when you have time you can do great exploits for the kingdom of God. When you have resources, when you have talent, when you have the skill. Now, can you imagine God has given you everything you need for you to be successful in this life. So don't waste those resources. Use them to glorify God Almighty. So we need to realize that we all live one day at a time. We all have one day at a time. It depends on the whole day or you want to be actively doing something for the kingdom of God. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. So know that there is a reason why khona lena kwa roboroko and ha ro bala ga golo le di doctor di tla go bolela gore stokula jwale There's time for everything you cannot sleep forever and that's why I mean you have seen but ba kulang seriously ba loko di petlele o tswa di bed sores because go bala forever is not good for you You need to wake up and start doing something so be aware, in life there are time wasters. What are these time wasters? Being out of God's will. According to Hebrew chapter 3, please don't be out of God's will because you lose, you'll waste your time. Unresolved issues. Some of us, we don't want to address the time. Be aware there are time wasters. Because the generation before, now it's affecting the next generation. Meanwhile, if you could resolve in that generation, there will be something and we identify. Not resolving your issues, it makes us because something very strange because of unresolved issues. Ephesians 4.26 addresses that. Wrong company. Sometimes we are reckless in choosing friends as Christians. We are not careful associated and that corrupts the good character in us that God has, has put in us. So choose right. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 to 20 uh, God says, choose life so that you may live. Postponing. Ketla, ketla. Sahalo onzori ketla. Kisiki maohurutilen that line. And it's dangerous for you because nothing is fulfilled. You waste time, ketla. Even when you have an opportunity, you don't want to do anything. Ketla, ketla. Hebrew 3 verse 7 to 11 addresses that. And lack of vision. Proverbs 29, 18. We perish because we don't have vision. You don't have vision. You don't have vision. Got life under general. You don't. Kore. Ukila ukebaro batlang haike sharp. Haike sharp. You don't have vision. Everything ke sharp. Ke sharp. You can't live like that. Live for a cause. Live for a purpose. Live understanding kore. You are going somewhere with your life. This year you are a matriculant. Ustokadile o apply la di bazaru. Ustokadile o apply la di university. It's time now. How I am in the results, then ulo pusha di kutsetele. Every year. Who has bewitched a South African? 
Don't you know that we're symmetric? Why we met in February? We said it could tell. This is time to apply. Whether or passer or failure, it shows that you are diligent. You are preparing for your future. Start applying now. Amen. In conclusion, how to minimize your days. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 to 16, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as the wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So, Basalwani, when opportunities are there and the devil knows that he will try to grab and be successful, do you think what are you doing? How the slap tiger? The devil will grab those opportunities. The, grab, the devil will take away you know, the promises of God. And that's when you think that God is not doing something. No, God is continuously doing something. But when you are not careful to live a life that is worth it, to see opportunities when God gives you opportunities. So, Basalwani, let's minimize our day. Let's maximize our day, sorry. And then how do you do that? Put God first, according to Matthew 6, chapter 33. Let God be number one in everything you do. Number two, lean hard on God's grace. Proverbs also say, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God as Jehovah. First uh, Corinthians chapter 15 uh, verse 10 says that. And the other thing, be quick to repent and obey God. How bonds on to wrong? Don't be stubborn. Repent and obey God. You will maximize your days. You know, you slow your process, your progress. You slow yourself down. But immediately as you become aware of the things that you are supposed to change, change them with speed so that your growth is assured. Amen. And the last thing, embrace God's seasons. When you have visitations from God. Can you imagine Moses when the burning bush was burning wherever and he didn't come closer to God? Can you imagine what could have happened? The children of Israel, possibly they would still be in Egypt. So what do you see? What, what is God saying to you? Are you able to embrace God's guidance through the Holy Spirit who dwells in the inside of you? Are you able to understand what God is saying to you? So, Basalwane, gone are the days. May it be that iron sharpens iron now. We are learning the skills of knowing how to be courageous, to live a life that is worthy of the calling of the Most High God. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just want to thank you for your word this morning. Daddy, I pray that may we not just be hearers deceiving ourselves. May we be doers of the word so that, Father God, it may change who we are and give us revelation that, Father, you desire to use us as vessels of honor in the kingdom of God. Father, I give you glory, honor, and adoration. And I know that, Daddy, your word will never come back void unto you. May it be that we allow your word to trouble our spirits so that we change and we become more like Jesus. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor and adoration. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
Once your hair is about and uh, your eyes are closed, maybe there are people here today, you have never made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I just want to give you an opportunity today so that God can guide you. God can help you to know how to how to respond to life, how to glorify him through your life. So if would you please lift up your hand wherever you are so that anyone in the house, don't be shy. Maybe it's for the first time or you've been coming but you've never made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Anyone in the house? Amen. I see those hands at the back. Okay, I'm just going to make a last request. Would you please bring your belongings and everything? Anyone, wherever you are, can you just come to the altar so that we may pray with you? The Bible says we need to lay down our lives at the altar. This is very symbolic, but it means you are surrendering yourself to God. Anyone, ask the person seated next to you, are you born again? Have you made that decision? May we start doing something so that we can work out our salvation. If they are here in the house, we'll be waiting for you whilst music group Irifabin.